A third way to manage our anger is to label the action, not the child. It's easy when we're wound up to say things like, you're so stupid, or you're so clumsy, or you're hopeless. That's labeling the child. The words can go very deep, and a child will begin to believe them. It's much better to label the action by saying, for example, that was an unkind thing to say, or that was a careless thing to do. That allows the child to change their behavior rather than being stuck with a label. A fourth way is to use I statements, such as I feel, instead of you are or you never, to express feelings. I statements stop arguments spiraling out of control into blame and accusation and help to diffuse the situation. So, rather than you are the rudest child I know, better to say, I felt upset that you were rude to me. And rather than you never take care of anything, it's better to say, I felt sad when I saw you had broken that toy. And rather than you're a liar, better to say, I was disappointed when I discovered you hadn't told the truth. I remember what used to make Scylla furious was when she'd made supper and said it was ready and nobody came. Uh, I was as guilty as the children. Then one day she said with deep feeling, I feel totally taken for granted that no one comes when I've made the effort to cook. I noticed how when she said how it made her feel, it had a far bigger effect on me and the children than any amount of shouting. And we all made an effort to come when she told us that the meal was ready. As well as managing our anger, as parents, we need to help our children manage theirs. This is one of the hardest tasks of parenting, but one of the most crucial. Before I do anything, I have to give myself that couple of minutes time out away from them because I don't want their anger going off onto me. And I have to make sure that if I'm disciplining them, I'm disciplining them and not taking my anger out on them. So I will take that five minutes, just go into the bathroom, have a quick pray and just say, you know, God, please guide me here. And then I'll go in and just have to sit them down. If it comes to it, just give them that five minutes time out and then, you know, talk them through why they're feeling so angry and how they're going about it the wrong way and how they should express their anger. First of all, we're going to look at tantrums. There is hardly a parent of a toddler that doesn't dread tantrums, not least because often they occur very loudly in a public place, the supermarket, the park, at a friend's house, or in a restaurant. We're on a family holiday uh, in Spain, and all of our extended family were there, so there was about 12 of us, and we decided to go out for a meal. Um, I, I've often talked about the fact that our children go to bed at a certain time, so it was already past bedtime. Um, he should have already had something to eat, but we went to this restaurant and we all sat down. Well, I say we all sat down. We all sat down apart from our child, who continually got up, refused to sit down. Uh, there was a cousin there who was exactly the same age, who sat perfectly for the whole time. By the end of the meal, not only did Sam have me crying, he had uh, his son crying as well because his behaviour was just so appalling. And sometimes these tantrums do happen and there's just nothing you can do about it. Having been through tantrums with all four of our children, we remember how draining this stage is and often embarrassing. We found it helpful to try and remember the following. Tantrums are entirely normal. We are not a bad parent and our child does not hate us. The best approach is not to make a big deal of it, but rather to explain calmly to others, this is just a normal tantrum. And if we're in a house with other people, it's usually best to take our child to another room, holding them firmly 
until their anger subsides. In many ways, you know, we don't have to teach our young children to express anger. They do it pretty naturally. Um, often it's called tantrums, or worse yet, the terrible twos. What we mustn't do is to think there's something wrong with children having tantrums, or getting angry, or crying in frustration and disappointment. We have to remember that until children are fully articulate in the ability to use words to express how they feel, they're going to express it through tears, through physical motions, and through tantrums. And that's fine. And quite frankly, disappointing our children and causing them to feel frustrated because they can't have what they want at a given time is a very healthy good lesson for them. It's called deferred gratification, meaning you can't always have what you want when you want it. Dr. Dorothy Einan, a child psychologist, says tantrums affect 80% of children between 20 months and four years. And these displays of fury or anger are reserved mainly for the mother. When you face the prospect of a tantrum at any time, it helps to understand what is going on in your toddler's mind, especially as your reaction to your child's tantrum can greatly influence how long it lasts and whether it's repeated. If you get angry, you're playing into the toddler's hands. Children of tantrum age want their mother's attention, and if they can't get your smiles, they'll take your anger in preference to being ignored. I think the best way to handle a tantrum is not to get emotionally involved, which is very hard to do, especially if you're parenting for the first time. Um, and also not to worry about what other people think, because I think that puts the most pressure on if they're having a tantrum when you're out and about. If they're having a tantrum at home, then it doesn't matter so much. But if you worry about what people think, then you can give in much more easily. But I think the most important thing is to know that if, if you feel that you're right about something, is not to give in, definitely. And just to encourage you, if you're in this stage, the tantrum years don't last forever. But how you handle them will have a long-term effect. Well, our discussion question for you today is for you. What will be hardest about reacting to a tantrum in this way? Why? If you haven't got a child in this stage, then you don't have to discuss anything today. But tomorrow's topic will be more in line for you, since it focuses on older children aged 5 to 10. We'll see you tomorrow.